Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio Soul Diving Sunday Show with Shelly Wizen. We're excited today because she's joining us to talk about spring cleaning our souls. It's that time of year, and Shelly knows what she's talking about. She is the ultimate soul diving guide. She is the founder and CEO of the Soul Diving Institute, and she's a transformational life coach and author of What Do You Bring to the Table? A savory sensational, excuse me, a savory sensory and inspirational guide to living a yummy, delicious life. It is sensational too, if you want it to be. You know, that's what life is about, right, Shelly? We can be sensational. Absolutely right. Yeah, sensory and sensational. That goes together. Yeah. When you get the senses together, you can go, ooh. Exactly. Well, I want a sensational spring. And I think that spring is this rebirth, reawakening kind of time of year. And you've uh, written an article that everyone you can read up on Blend Radio and TV.com. Uh, also get Shelly's book. Uh, but you're doing a course on this about creating a yummy, delicious life. You love, you want us all to say yummy, I delicious. See? I don't think you can say yummy, delicious if you don't do yummy, delicious. Like, well, even if you, you can't be crabby. It. No, exactly. When you say it, it helps the crabby go away. (laughs) We don't want the crabbies. (laughs) None of us wants that. So so let's let's stick with sensational, sensory, savory, yummy, delicious. Well, spring. Okay. So, you know, winter, we kind of pile on stuff. We do, you know what I mean? And then spring, we want to start, you know. Load shedding. <laughs> I just I call it that after for my friends in South Africa going through that. But we've got to get rid of those layers and some layers we want to keep and some we want to uh, delete. Uh, you talk about, you know, sprinkling your soul like your soul is your garden, your inner garden and to get rid of weeds. And earlier we were talking about dandelions and how people say they're a weed and actually they're really good for your body. If you drink dandelion root tea and mm. you can eat the greens in a salad. So, you know, they, they um, don't fix, like they don't, they fix things, but they don't fit in those little square boxes of green lawns that people want. And so they consider them a lie, like a weed and would use like Roundup to get rid of them, which is a toxin thing. So, Here's these extremes yeah. of weeds. So explain what a weed is and can we stop picking on the dandelion because <laughs> of wanting to put things in a box. So exactly. that's another topic coming up, right? Yes, definitely. That is another topic. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating that we do categorize the dandelion as a weed because it does take over, but then there are flowers, there are plants, morning glories, they, they go wild. If you plant morning glories, they'll take over everything. And, and it's a flower. So, you know, I think I'm not sure what, what is the criteria for um, uh, categorizing a dandelion as a weed or categorizing any plant as a weed versus a plant? I mean, they're all plants, but what makes it a weed? I don't know, I'd have to do a little research on that. That would be an interesting little side research uh, study that I could do. But what I'm referring to is that when we tend to our inner garden, we have 
weeds, I'm equating weeds as limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs, things that run our life that hinder our growth, that stop us from having the things that we want in our lives. And so it's up to us. There's nobody outside of us that's going to go inside of us to find out what those beliefs are that are limiting. Only we know what those beliefs are. Nobody can know that for us. People can suggest, but only we know. So it's up to us to go inside to weed out those limiting beliefs and those limiting thoughts that don't serve us anymore. They might've served us at one time when we were younger, but they don't serve us anymore because if anything blocks us and, and gets in the way of living that yummy, delicious life. And, you know, certainly everyone's idea of what a yummy, delicious life is different because everybody's definition for their own life is different. Mm -hmm. So what I like about that terminology is that it just, it connotes something yummy, delicious, that you're living life in this way that you feel happy and you feel satisfied and you feel excited and you feel energized and it's energy giving rather than energy taking. And um, that's why it's kind of encapsulates the feeling of, of well-being, the feeling of calm, the feeling of excitement, a feeling of passion. So it, I don't know, it's stuck when I say yummy, delicious, because being a cook and making food that's yummy, delicious, you know, you know exactly what it is when you eat something that's yummy, delicious, you can't explain it, you have to experience it, right? Mm -hmm. And when you say, Oh, taste this, taste this, this is so good. It's because you want somebody else to share in that yummy, delicious feeling. And um, yeah. so yeah, it's up to us to do that gardening and tend to that garden that we have within ourselves. Nobody yeah, else. And, and it's kind of cool when we think about gardening, because you look at plants that you really love and you can't wait for them to bloom, but you nurture that plant or that tree to go, oh, I know you're going to have this blossom if I give you this water at this time, if I make sure you've got your vitamins, your minerals, that you're staying healthy. And, you know, that's something important because it's a check-in with ourselves. We're at that time where did we stick to our resolutions in January and February? Probably part of it, but not all the way, right? Right. And I think it's, it's important. I mean, we've had all these flus and viruses. I know I'm still getting over like this cold thing and uh, Nancy is too, but it's, you know, it's, um, you start to check in like, how did I let this happen to my body? Did I run myself down? Did I mm-hmm. not take my vitamins? And, I, you know, so it's kind of like, are we cultivating it? I mean, we've had weird things in the world, so we, we can't really blame it on on our shoulders. But the thing is, did we? You know, can we can we amplify what we need? And when you talk about weeds, weeds um, become categorized when they're invasive and strangling other plants that are beneficial, mm-hmm. beneficial to that immediate environment. So in, in when it comes to naturalists, I'll go into like a lot of places, I'll go in and take away mustard uh, in, in uh, mm. certain landscapes, right? It looks right. pretty. We, I think it's beautiful. And I know CBs doing it. Why not? Well, it's, it's, it's actually taking away and killing these other plants and life forces that feed plant, uh, other insects and other, maybe even the soil with their nutrients. So when one is basically stifling the other, and so we do that in life with that negativity thing. 
spring is exciting. You, you want to go out. It's like summer. You want to go to the pool. You want to jump in the pool. Then we start going, oh, I'm too fat for the bathing suit. I'm too this. I can't go out like that. Yeah. You start doing that, that negative, that monkey. Ying, 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 ying. So yeah. that's the weed, right? So it's that's stifling because if you listen to it, then you don't want to jump in the pool. Right. And it's you know you want to get in the pool. Yeah. It stops you from living your life and living your life joyfully and playfully and, and mm. being playful and lighthearted. And we take ourselves too seriously. We think that the body shape is what determines our happiness and our acceptance from other people. So it's really an outside in viewpoint. It's not an inside out viewpoint of, oh, I'm going to jump in that pool because that pool is going to make me feel so happy when it feels going to feel invigorating and refreshing. When I jump into that pool, my body's just going to love it. That's the motivation, the inner motivation to take you to the pool. It's not, oh God, I better not jump in the pool because everybody's going to look at, you know, how fat I am and, and the rolls hanging down or the cellulite in my thing and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. We start critiquing our own self from the outside in instead of just living your life and forgetting about that part. And celebrating and, who you are too. Yeah. Looking at your strong points. And we're allowed to have weak points because hell, we're not perfect. And so yeah. you go, well, I suck in that. And, and it's okay. Like I, I look at things and go, okay, well, you're, you're just not good at that. Do you want to get better in it? Oh, maybe not. So get on with it. <laughs> yes. That is you know, a maybe that's not your point. thing. Yeah. You know, it, that's when you say about spring cleaning the garden and sometimes don't we in the garden have to get rid of the baby. So maybe the dandelions are to yeah. don't kill the, don't kill the dandelions, but sometimes you have to, cut things back, prune back for growth. Like when you deadhead flowers, yeah, that's for growth, isn't it? Right. Well, look at roses. And, you know, in January, February is when we start cutting back the roses so they can bloom again. And, and we're always going to be blooming something. Whatever we're going to be blooming is going to be um, uh, dependent on what it is we're thinking about and how we're thinking about what it is we're blooming and we're blossoming. And so, the, if we, like you said, if we give ourselves the nutrients, the positive input that we need in order to give ourselves confidence in doing whatever it is that we want to do or have a desire or have a dream about something, we can talk ourselves right out of the dream so easy because we can hear somebody else's voice of our own self that's negative and go, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as this one and that one and this one and that one. I don't have enough. Well, that's I annoying. Have... I can already hear that. Nya, 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 nya. Exactly. I don't like that. Exactly. <laughs> and those are the weeds that strangle out the positive thoughts that mm -hmm. keep up the motivation to actually do the things that we want to be doing in our life. And who's to say anybody's anything is wrong for them because mm -hmm. we each have our own soul's journey. That's one of the ways I was going to give the uh, the listeners um, and the watchers um, uh, three different ways that they could kind of get a hold of this thing that we you know we want to we want to uh, nurture, and which is in of course within ourselves, and it's a way to clean up the space when we allow the negative thinking to take and occupy space in our mind. It's like it's like um, a tenant that's not paying any rent. Oy. And we can't, we need to evict the tenant because it's just occupying space. It's like having no vacancy signs in our brain and there's no room for something new to happen. 
So it's up to us to clear out the space. We take a broom, we clear out the the closet or we sweep the kitchen floor or we look at our closet and we, we clean it out. I mean, it's all about cleaning out stuff that we don't need, that we don't want, that we don't even know that we don't want because we haven't seen it in years and years. It's just occupying space. So it's up to us to clear out the space so new growth can happen. Nothing new can happen if we don't clear out the space because there's no room. Here's a here's a great example. Trees um, uh, have roots, of course, right? Some trees, their root systems go down as far as the tree is tall. That's how far the root system goes down. In redwood trees, that's not the case. You would think that it would be the case because they grow to be, I don't know, 300 feet or whatever. They're really, really tall, right? But their root system goes across. It goes out like this and they interconnect their branches and they talk to each other through this interconnection. And, And the point of that is that when a root starts to take place in the earth, the earth gets disturbed. The other things that are in the earth have to move over. It's like when you have a baby, your organs have to move over to make room for the baby to grow. We can't, you know, so everything is being moved over. So the earth gets disturbed, which isn't a bad thing, but we need to make space for the root to take place so the tree can grow. Mm. Otherwise, nothing would grow. Everything needs to shift and move over a little bit. So and find a new place, but we need to make space for new growth to happen. And it's not going to happen if everything is occupied in our head and all the thoughts are there and they're negative And it just keeps us prisoner of our own thinking, which is crazy. Yeah, When you say about the eviction part, it's the tenant will find somewhere else and it might be even a better suited thing for them. So you can't, you know, letting go is a very difficult thing, but you have to understand it's not that you're just, I think there's guilt attached to letting go. I think there's always something about guilt. But my Nana always, like, she used to like her little shot of beer before she, like the end of the day. And she says, what, if she guessed either way, if it came out, she said it wasn't paying rent, I'd have let it go. Oh, uh, really? She would say so yet, th- She would say that. She was like, it's not paying rent. So if it came out, if I hiccuped or burped or, you know, Passed yeah. a little gas. She says, right. I'm not keeping it in. It's not paying rent. It wants out. Right. Let it out. Right. Let well, go. Yeah. So, and it was her way of like, it's not paying rent. Let it go. Let it out. It's all right. It's part of right. life. Right. So and if you want to look at it that way. I love that. Sorry. I love that. Thank you, but, Nana. That's a insight. Because we, we allow, like people, we allow past experiences that bring us down. We allow them to ruminate in our own mind. And it's like we're we have a third uh, another person living with us, or and playing Russian roulette because it's like another trigger factory. It's that's like if right. you've gone through trauma or anything negative and you're living with that, yeah, it's just going to keep shooting its gun at you, and and yeah. you're you're allowing it. Yeah, one thing we can do with trauma, which I've learned and I've done in my own life, is to move the trauma from the right brain to the left brain. We move the traumatic memory from the right brain, which is the emotional part of ourself. And that's where we get triggered and re-traumatize ourselves. When we move it into the left brain, it just becomes memory. And we can talk about it without triggering the trauma again. Very nice. That was fascinating. I, I, I worked with somebody 
when I had breast cancer and we were clearing, clearing out so that getting ready for a surgery so that I would be clear when I went into the surgery. And one of the things we did was we let go. I let go of this trauma that I had from my childhood. And, mm. and now when I talk about any of that, I am not re-traumatized again. See, and that's again, making way. And, you know, when yeah. you think about, you know, people do going into health, cancer, anything like that, where now you're going to have to, you have to make way for the cancer so that you can get past the center and cancer and help your body. You right. know what I mean? You have to, you get, you have to get into your center whenever you go through a medical thing. It is, that's trauma in itself. It's a traumatic yeah. thing to go Definitely. through. Yeah. So you have to set yourself up, but you can't have all the other stuff that comes in life be part of that. You know what I mean? You actually have to clear space. You have to clear space. It's all wild to think yeah. about that. I have to make room for my cancer. Actually, you do so mm-hmm. that you can go after it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. understand, I know for me personally, everybody has their own journey with that, of course. But for me, it was my left breast. And so the left side of the body goes with nurturing the feminine mm-hmm. side. And so I needed to go inside of myself and see where was I not nurturing myself? Where was I lacking in nurturing? And so it's every time we get some kind of something in our body, it's kind of a signal and a sign that says, pay attention to me. It's the same thing, I guess, with a weed that you get in your garden or a limiting thought that's that sprouts up. It's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm moving along. I feel successful. And all of a sudden this thought goes, uh, guess again. You're not as successful as you think when you compare yourself, you think you're not, you know, you're not as good, blah, 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 and then takes you down again. So up and down and up and down and up and down. So it, I know for me, what's really important is to stay, to be and stay as conscious as I possibly can all the time, Mm. all the time, because then we can catch things faster. If I'm using a word that's limiting or a tone that's condescending, I can catch it before it gets out too far away from me. Mm. If I don't, the, the weed will go out and actually will poison other people. If we talk negatively about somebody, that's, that's a weed in a way that's poisoning other people because the person we're talking about, and, and I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but in the Jewish mystical tradition, there's something called uh, Lashon Hara, which is the evil tongue. And it it's gossip. It means gossip. And gossip is considered the worst crime ever, even more than murder. Why? Wow. Because you're killing three people. You're killing the person you're talking to. You're killing the person you're talking about. And you're killing yourself. Poison, poison, poison. And who's going to, what, what can be done about it? Nothing. And so we need to be conscious of our language, of our thoughts, of what comes out of our mouth, how we interact with people. Are we kind? Are we loving? Are we thoughtful? Are we caring? Are we compassionate? Or are we bitter? Are we resentful? Are we jealous? Are we envious? Are we, you know, angry? I mean, sometimes we let pride and anger become more important than love. And when you have a garden, you want to love up the garden. It's the same with the inner garden. We want to love it up. We want to listen. That's one of the ways I have. I'm just going to offer three simple practical ways that you can clean out your, your inner garden. And one is to just sit and listen 
to your soul's whisper. Your soul has something to say. And, and if we just sit and listen to that and listen to, I call it the inner soul, uh, what do I call it? the soul's guidance system? It's like a GPS system, but it's a guidance system that kind of leads us to where we really do want to go. Because when, when we're in alignment with our inner self, and you could use the word soul, you can use the word God, you can use the word life force, you can use whatever word resonates with you that guides you from the inside out. Because I believe that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And because of that, our spiritual nature is guiding us, is experiencing what we experience as a human that and and our soul picked us. Your soul right. picked you for a reason because you're funny and you're fun to be with and you're creative and you're musical and you're interested in so many different things. Your soul's having a blast living inside of you. And but only if I listen. It and, and yes, exactly. If you're in alignment with that and you're not fighting it, you're not head driven. When we're heart driven, that's when we're in alignment with our soul. I mean, we can mm. use different words. Some people kind of go, ooh, soul sounds religious. It's not. I don't use it in that context. I use it as an inner guidance system that we have this spiritual nature of us. You can't deny it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to talk, wouldn't be able to move my arms. Because it's like when you, you know, when we talk to animals like dogs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would you want a little treat? And if I yeah. say this, the dogs are coming. But uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, they right. know but. They know if you want, they want their walk and you don't even have to tell them. They already know if you're thinking about it, they know. Yeah. It's the same thing as talking with your soul. It's that inner conversation you have. Do you really want that extra cup of coffee? Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Right, right, right. But is it good for you? Your soul will tell you and it's really that negative stuff, but it is an actual conversation. Yeah. And so when you're talking about that, how, you know, you've got these steps and, and it is like a GPS. It is about being heart centered. Yeah. How do we get to that place of being calm enough to actually listen? Because even when we're talking about the, you know, the garden, right? I've got these beautiful blossoms behind me. You know, they're going to bear fruit. My thing is, if you don't observe the blossoms and take time to smell the roses, you were talking about roses, right? If we don't take care and, and actually observe and take that calm time to see the beautiful petals see the bees going into the flowers and then that's when we don't take that time that's when things get destroyed you're not going to get the fruit of summer spring is about tending summer is about the fruit so how do we get to that moment of how do we calm how do we calm the heck down we're excited we want spring we want rebirth but not just glaze over and say okay i told my soul to behave and shut up and just do what I wanted to do. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. The soul tells a human to shut up and behave and but, do. Okay, so how do we get, it's how a, do we it's allow a different, the soul, it's a different how do thing. we tell, how do we push the buttons? Right. Well, first of all, we need to just sit for a moment in, in a stillness. So that, and the way we get there is through the breath. The breath is the key to everything because the breath is the key to slowing us down. If we take a long like inhale and long exhale already you're going to feel calm calmer than you were when we're because we're in beta we have these frequencies and we're in beta most of the time we're busy 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 Mm -hmm. but when we get to alpha which means we it slows down the frequency that's through the breath 
So when we're conscious of the breath, that will help us slow down enough that we can sit in the stillness. If we have a purpose with the stillness and we set an intention, like if you want an intention of whatever it is you want to accomplish in 2023, you've probably been planting some seeds along the way towards that goal. Maybe the, and, and it takes time for seeds to grow, of course, and you nurture them and you water them, just like you said, and, and you tend to them and you love them up. It all depends on what intention you're bringing to the table. And so um, if you're bringing an intention that you want to actually hear what your soul has to say to you through the breath, take a nice deep breath, sit for a moment and just ask, you can even ask, what is it that you want to say to me? What is it that you want to share? What is it that you want to experience? Start having a dialogue. I mean, I remember I was given this assignment in an acting class. It was a solo performance acting class. And she gave us five minutes. And she said, I want you to write what is unique about yourself and what is universal about yourself. I thought those two perspectives were very interesting because we each have a uniqueness and we also have a universal aspect that we connect with everybody with. And what came out, little did I know, was a dialogue between my human and my soul. And what came out was my human asking my soul, why me? Why did you pick me to live through? Why me? And what I heard was, because you're fun, because you're fun to be with, you're funny, you enjoy yourself, you want to learn, you're interesting, you're interested you in call, life, you're interested in you people, good food. you're going to feed yeah. me, I mean, you know, I'm going to have a great time. And, and you know what, I was so touched, I started to cry. I started to cry because the answer was so beloved, it was so loving, it was so mm-hmm. sweet, it was so sincere. That I don't think anybody's ever said anything like that, especially a mate. Interestingly enough, you'd think you would hear something like that, but it was so endearing is what I want to say. And so all we need to do is, is listen and then use your imagination. This is, this is the part. The imagination is the co-creative center. Oh, I love the co-creation word of the universe. Oh, I like it. We get in information it comes through our imagination and then our imagination embodies the information and manifests it into physical form. That's how it works. It's the co-creative center. So our imagination can create anything. Look at what we've created. Look at this planet. Look what we've created. Look at this. Look how we can have a conversation. Yeah. Look at us. We've got a flat screen. There's nothing in between us. And I get to see you. You get to see me. We get to talk on a phone. (laughs) I mean, hello, Dick Tracy, you know, I mean. No, that's Kit. I need you. It's it's what you want, Rider. Yeah. And the inventions that we can create is astounding. Mm -hmm. Where'd it come from? I mean, where does all this come from? Thoughts. Thoughts. Things. That's my friend, Steve Schneikert, Hollywood history man. You know him from the shows. He always goes, thoughts become things. And if I get negative as a friend, he goes, remember, Lisa, thoughts become things. As soon as you start, I'm just reminding you, thoughts become things. And then I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. dirty word, dirty word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So you if know. we can funnel, if we can channel the information, it's like taking a, a lasso 
and mm-hmm. gathering all that energy that's around us mm-hmm. and putting it into a funnel. So it goes through our imagination, comes through the heart. That's the next center, right? Mm-hmm. In here, goes through here. And then if we can, if we can get the first three centers, which are survival centers in alignment with our heart center, because mm-hmm. that fear and 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 um impending danger is wired in the reptilian brain which feeds these first three energy centers of our body when we get trapped there we can't be creative because we're too busy surviving yeah we have survival thoughts instead of creative thoughts so uh-huh. once we become centered and we are heart centered when we are heart centered and you really start focusing on even breathing in through the heart so the heart can express the heart can express when we get head centered and the head expresses that's where ego and pride start getting in the way because the ego wants to be right i'm not saying get rid of the ego entirely because if we didn't have an ego we wouldn't get up in the morning we wouldn't right. be dressed we wouldn't dress ourselves because there's a vanity in ego that makes us want to look nice and present ourselves nicely. And, and that's I would like I'm... to be a peacock. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, all yes. feathers coming out and stuff like yeah. that. You know? And so, so once you go inside and you hear what the soul really wants, maybe the soul has, maybe you, I say it's the soul. Maybe people don't relate to that word, but you could use your imagination or whatever it is that you want to use as the co-creative center, maybe there's just something, a dream that you have. You want to be a writer. You want to be an artist. You want to do something in the world that you thought, oh, I can't do that. I'm not capable of doing that. But you actually allow yourself to envision. And it's not just the vision. It's, it's gathering all your senses. It's using all your five senses to imagine the experience already happening. It's called the law of assumption. We assume that the experience has already happened. And what I love about this part, I learned it from Joe Dispenza, is you are remembering a vision of the future. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You're remembering the future instead of a memory of the past. That's like vision boards, right? It's like a snapshot of your vision board that you're living with. Right. In your body and soul and mind, breath, all of it. Exactly. And you're engaging all your five senses. Mm -hmm. So now you've got an elevated emotional level that's plugged into the picture. And it's not, it no longer becomes a one dimensional picture like from a magazine. It becomes a three dimensional Mm -hmm. experience. If you're dreaming of having a Tesla or whatever, and you say, envision envision yourself uh, or envision a picture of a car. That's all you're going to do is you're going to envision a picture of the car. But if you envision yourself, imagine yourself in the car, driving the car. And, and where are you driving? Where's your road like. trip? Are and you on Route 66? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you have a full spectrum experience. And can we pull over for a milkshake? Exactly. 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 And then you, it becomes this full dimensional experience that we have. And guess what? The mind doesn't know the difference between if it's true or it's not. 
And so when we experience it as if it is already happening, that's why when we say, I want this to happen and that to happen, we see it as if it's happening right here, right now. I'm so happy and grateful now that blank, blank, blank is happening. Now that I'm driving that Tesla and I'm driving down the coast of Malibu and I'm watching the water and I'm feeling fantastic because this car just takes off like a bat out of hell and it's so much fun to drive and it's beautiful and there's no cops, and there's there's no no cops, cops around <laughs> and I can go as fast as I want safely, whatever, whatever. And, and so you engage all of your senses. That's when senses kick in for your advantage, but they also can kick in for your disadvantage. If you're thinking, what if I got into a car accident? What if this happens? What if that happens? And all the negative what ifs, your body starts to go, oh God, well, I better not try that. The ego goes, oh, I'm going to protect you. You're not going to, you're not good enough to do that. So don't try it. Don't go after it. I want to keep Did you, you just safe. hear the tone of your voice already exactly. just changed? Exactly. I didn't like that tone. I know. Me don't too. take that tone with me, Shelly. <laughs> Go to your room. I don't like that tone. <laughs> well, exactly. but, but actually, when you, it's kind of interesting because the old saying is fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's kind of similar, but it's not faking it if, if you're really in that you step yeah. into it. I love that yeah. you use the word experience. Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, that's what we're here on life for is an experience. Yeah. We're here to put something on the table. Like you say, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. It's true. If you are just taking from the table and not putting back in, then you're not really having an experience. You can't yeah. just shove things in your mouth no. without having the experience and putting something on the table because then yeah. you have no value of what you're shoving down your mouth. Then yeah. You're not truly eating. You're just being a piggy. But I love pigs and they actually do enjoy their food. But you know what I mean? It's it's that, um, it, you know, I love that because it's so visual. And I think we all can understand creating our own movie. And that's kind of what I'm getting from this. It's garden, creating your garden. I want this here. I want that. I know it'll grow because there's sunlight. Instead of it won't grow here. It's like it'll right. grow because it has sunlight, not it won't grow here. So what am I going to do? Just rather go to the positive. We already know right. the negatives of stuff, right. right? But it doesn't mean we're not going to look at the dangers. But right. you're looking at in a different way, right? It's it's right. not like, oh, my God, well, I can't do this. It's, oh, I can do it this way to make sure, you know. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, don't. Yeah. It, it's the self-limiting stuff we don't. We yeah. all know there's danger in everything. Don't go outside. Or stay at home. An earthquake could happen and you get in trouble. So get on with it. Exactly. And we can play the what if game on both sides of it. But it's interesting, as you were talking, it really reminded me, like when you said you can't just keep taking from the table, because we're not born that way. We're born with an inhale. We breathe in. Mm -hmm. And when we die, we let go of the exhale. One full cycle of life is inhale and exhale. It's giving it's bringing in and it's giving out, bringing in and it's giving out. That's the breathing, yeah. And so that's why breathing is so important when we're conscious of our breath, because then we're bringing in. And if you really look at it and want to get, you know, um, religious about it, you know, God created man by breathing into the nostrils of man. Yeah, they wipe the God stuff off your nose when you're a baby. Right. 
So when we're breathing in, we're actually breathing in God's exhale. We're breathing, we're inhaling the life force of the universe's exhale into us. And we're well, breathing it in, which I love. That's a great analogy. Carbon dioxide and trees. That's right. the same thing. Exactly. You know, the, the give, give and, and take. Give and receive. Yeah. The give that's and receive. That's a relationship. Yeah. That's See, why that's, the, the relationship we have between our human and our soul is the same thing. We have an internal mechanism that's already set in being a spiritual being, having a human experience. There's already a duality of a relationship going on. So when we have a healthy relationship with our soul or our guidance or our inner self or whatever you want to call it, higher self, whatever, and we're in alignment with that, then we can manifest and express ourselves from a loving, kind, wonderful place and, and with trust and faith and all of that stuff. When we're not, we're, we have trepidation because we're also wired for impending danger. We are, and we can't help that. That's just part of the way that we're designed to protect us from those predators that used to wait around the bend from the cave and to eat us. So we're on high alert, but what, what we do now in our modern society is we don't necessarily have that same kind of predator, but sometimes we make up the predator exactly so we can stay stressed out and be on high alert. Maybe we don't know how to do Excel spreadsheets, so we're all stressed out over it, or we get a new computer and we have to figure out. Why did out you say Excel spreadsheets? I hate those things. Uh, see, yeah, there you go. How did you know? Like, really, <laughs> I hate those things. I yeah. hate them. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, don't do them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, so they're tricks, they're tricks, like remembering the future. It's implanting an idea. Uh, it's implanting a memory that you want to have in your life. You're just placing it in the future instead of in the past. Mm. So can I be weird? Yeah. Is that okay? Because I don't think it's weird, but I, but it is. You know, you know talking about, okay, we were going from the cave people that we were, right? We yeah. look at evolution of people and we have changed. We've gone from we went little, little, now we're getting bigger. Our fingers, I mean, it's always weird about our thumbs and, you know, our toes and everything. And, uh, you know, maybe we had a tail, but we have a tailbone, you know, whatever. We made, we're, we've changed. So we cannot deny that human, the human species has changed just like animals are changing and morphing with their habits as the world is shifting and changing climate change is happening we are changing right um so we, we really cannot deny that science has proven it we've seen it so we so like kind of like our psyche and how we are as human beings and our beliefs and how we utilize things it's kind of part of that change of the human being you know what I mean? Like we're morphing into a new spiritual connect, spiritually, soulfully human connected person that some ancient people had and understood because they were the ones that were able to just live in a cave and go, hey, I can really think and meditate and have this part while everybody else is fighting the, the dragons or whatever. So everybody had these different things, but we're at this stage of society where we need to embrace these new ways that are still ancient and all part of us, but it's part of that evolution. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Of course. But so I'm not that weird. No, you're not that well. Well, oh, unless cool. I'm well, as weird well. as you are. And so we're yeah. both weird. And so we both think about those kind of yeah. things, which always thrills me because we, we all have beliefs. 
-hmm. So beliefs change over time and they're fickle. Beliefs are fickle. They don't stay in one thing. We thought the world was flat. At one don't point, start we me. thought the world was flat and that we were going to take a boat off the edge, go down the abyss and never to be seen again. And then we discovered the world was round. And so we changed the belief from it being flat to it being round and all of that Newtonian philosophy, everything, everything, all of that kind of stuff. And as we grow and as we learn quantum physics, this and that, we learn more and more and more that it may not be the way we think it is. And so that's why we need to be malleable and we need to be pliable in the way that we think and allow our thoughts that are stuck in a, in a, in a past of um, um, negativity. If, if we feel bad, here's the barometer. It's as simple as you could possibly get. You either feel good or you feel bad. You either feel good or you feel bad. You can, if you feel good, then you know what? It's okay. You're in alignment with something. There's a flow going on. You feel your mojo and you you're feel strutting. You're, you're strutting. strutting. You feel like you're town. connected. You're not... Your garden yeah, is growing. Yeah. You know, everything is going okay. And when we feel bad, there's stuck. It's like, oh, I, I'm negative and I see negativity and you're negative I'm... and I want to blame you. I want to blame this one and that one and this one. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the way I feel. So, we have to take responsibility, or actually, I'm going to rephrase that. We don't have to do anything. We can be miserable our entire life without changing one thing. That's our right. And believe me when I tell you, I know many people who fight for that right more than they fight for loving, more than they fight for being a loving person. They're going to fight for being a miserable person because they they're, it's attached to ego and pride. They think that's power. And when it's like gorillas or, oh, you know, beating on yeah, the yeah. chest, I'm this and I'm that. And that's just the way I am. And I'm not going to change. And if you think you're going to change me, forget it. So when you, when you meet people like that, it's a weed that's stuck in the ground that's rooted itself mm. so deeply that you have to do some work or you don't have to, again, I'm going to, I catch myself with words because I'm a language catcher. You get to. When we even change the word have to to get to, it alters. Yeah, it's the, more exciting. And, yeah, and it alters the energy around what we're about to do. Even if I have to do the dishes, I get to do the dishes because they're my dishes. And I that means I got to eat something. Hey, you've got the ability. Some people don't have hands exactly. to be able to do that. Exactly. Or be able to stand up at a, a sink. So exactly. Or have the water, just saying. Exactly right. They have to go two miles to get water, a bucket, which lasts them a minute, you know, so we're very when we're when we focus on being grateful, and we look at all the things in our life and the plants and the, you know, the, the things that we've, we've nurtured and tended to and the gardens growing within us, and there's a flower blooming out here and a flower blooming out here and a different thought, like, Oh, I have a new thought. And it made me happy. How exciting. I have a new thought. It made me happy. And I accomplished something I didn't think I could do. And that I made like me happy. Mm -hmm. You know, then we get to feel joy. We get to feel the joy factor in our own life. And sometimes what we do is we get stuck and we think we don't even give ourselves permission to enjoy ourselves. And one of those reasons is we think we can't enjoy because all the people in the world are suffering. There's so many people suffering. What gives that's us what I'm saying about the guilt. Right. There's guilt. Right. It's, but that's that's a like a 
BS excuse. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. but it, yeah. yeah, I watched myself a little bit. Yeah, but it's it, true. It, but it is. It, it's kind yeah. of a. It's a thing to hide behind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah. But, so one way the choice. Exactly. Well, and then we realize that we do have choice. There's a great change formula that I teach in that program that we'll talk about later. And it's, it's being aware, having choice and taking action. Mm. So when we become aware of the limiting beliefs and the thoughts that run us, then we have a choice to either entertain the same thought over and over and over, which Einstein said is insanity, right? Expecting a different result and doing the same thing over and over. Or we choose another thought to replace the limiting thought that makes us feel better. Like One of my that. other favorite words is better. I love that word better. Because mm-hmm. when we feel better, it means there's progress. Yes. And when we feel better, it means that we went from one place to another and it made us feel a little bit better. I mean, really, if you think about it, what can we all expect? But if we feel better, then it leads us to better and better and better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's, like it. it's a wonderful way to look at that. So getting in place, staying in the in the stillness, listening to your soul's whisper of what it wants to share with you, getting still enough to do that, that's one way, and hearing it and using your five senses to uh, experience it, right? And then the second way, and these are just three little ways, is to write down what the limiting beliefs are mm. that you can identify so they come they you sometimes things are deep rooted so we want to pull them up to the surface when i'm cooking i use the in my book i use the analogy of, of cooking as the analogy for life because sometimes when we're creating a stew and things are simmering the bottom of the pot gets crusty and so we need to scrape the bottom in order for it to come to the surface so we can get it get it up up and out and it's the same thing with this We need to clean out what's down deep inside of us so that we can, again, clear the space, make space for something new and exciting to occur and happen. And then you, because if they're not, then you're, you're, you're just stuck and there's no possibility of change. And we, and we, we have to, we, we're going to change no matter what we cannot not change. We're, we have all new cells every year in our body. They're changing all the time. And then the third way is to clear them out. And how do we do that? You can write them down on a piece of paper, maybe things that got in your way. Maybe there were people in your life, limited thoughts, limited beliefs, whatever they were. And you could burn the paper. I and love you, the burning ceremony. Yeah. And you transmute <laughs> the energy. Mm-hmm. Or you throw it away or you tear it up into shreds or you do some kind of ritual where you're throwing it. I know when I was in Peru, when we were studying with shaman, we would take a rock and infuse the rock with our fear. Mm. So the rock became the symbol of fear and threw the rock as far as we possibly could so that we would symbolize throwing away the yeah. things that are in the way of us feeling better or feeling good. So you can burn it. You can throw it in the trash. They could be relationships that are not great. You know, things that are unhealthy or physical things that keep you triggered or emotional things or, um, and they could be current or past, 
-hmm. Whatever it is that you identify that's holding you down, that's holding you back from being able to live as fully and as yummy, delicious as you, you can, get rid of them. Let them go. Just like you said, let them go. They don't take they don't pay rent, like yep. your said. I love that. Well, she, that's what she always said. But it's the same thing as, you know, taking the weeds out so that exactly. you can grow. Going back to the garden, it's really true. You yeah. know, it's like my, one of my favorite words is yet. I haven't got there yet. Because, I, I mean, it's I believe in infinity in some ways because of the, yeah. the, the figure of eight, it's not circular. Um, because we, I, it's just the way science is. And, you know, one day I'll find out I'm wrong, but I don't really care. At this point, I just want to like, hey, I could go do that. It's just not right now, but I'll get there. You know, right. I'm coming. I'm, you know, right. that's, that's it, you know. Right. So I think, you know, the, the burning of things and, and uprooting things. And once you realize, oh, that no longer serves me, I've now taken out the trash. Well, yeah. oh, the trash has come back. No, I took it out. I'm going to take it back out again. Because yeah. so it won't seep back in. Things happen. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's like taking care of your house. So right. once you've done it, you realize you can do it. You do it again and right. just keep doing it. I always think about how mothers, when they get upset with someone like, you know, a husband has done something, you know, they start cleaning the kitchen, you know, start scrubbing. It's like they're already like, you know what? I'm cleaning myself up. You yeah. filthied me. I'm done with this. I'm yeah. cleaning up. There's something yeah. very similar to what you're talking about. It's like cleaning your soul, making it ready. Let's go have some flower power. Um, but before you go, let's uh, let everybody know you've got a new course coming out, right? This yeah. month, everybody stay tuned for this or this uh, season. Uh, Shelly's got a new course. You can go to ShellyWizen.com and spell that S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-H-I-Z-I-N. So go there and also sign up for a newsletter. Follow her on Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, all those great places. Uh, but she's doing creating a yummy, delicious life. And she's going to share tools to transform yourself and catapult you forward. She's not throwing you up. She's catapulting you. Lifting, lifting up, lifting oh, up. No separating. Lift and separate. No. no. Okay, That's sorry. Right. Yeah, lift and separate. <laughs> sorry. The crisscross bra, right? I know. Here, cross your heart. Yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just, just not aging myself at all. Not at all. Not at all. But, yeah, but tell us a little bit about the course. There's no free bra included, right? No, no. Right. But it's a good bonus. That's an idea for a bonus. From like, <laughs> everybody's gonna have to send me their bra size. Anyway, yeah. um, geez, Louise, where are we going with this? Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Uh, yeah, the course is a digital online course, so you can. It's a self-study course. Oh, and cool. there are um, uh, six modules, and I'm very excited about it. I, um, yeah, it kind of covers the basic three B's that we talked about before: mm -hmm. uh, believing, behaving, becoming. It dives into there so that you can actually feel transformed by the end of it. And then, if you want to go deeper in the sixth module, we talk about how to go deeper with me in all different ways, and it's very exciting. I, I'm. I'm super excited about it. And uh, yeah, so that's yeah. awesome. So yeah. you can do a lot on your own. But yeah, if you want to yeah. go deeper, that's what you do as a transformational life coach. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my awesome. greatest passions is to watch people be transformed and have these uh, results in their life that they didn't think that they could have. And um, I just feel always, always honored when somebody trusts me with their life 
and their death being an end of life trainer yeah. and midwife. And I never take that lightly ever, ever, ever. And whenever somebody says, Oh my God, I never thought of it that way. Or I didn't, didn't hear one of my favorite um, comments that a client made was, and this will stay with me forever. I didn't know. And he was in his sixties. I never knew that I could change a belief. Oh, I think that's huge. That's huge. That was huge. He never yeah. knew he could change a belief. So he stayed the same. He just thought all these beliefs that he adopted by his parents or whatever were just the way it was. You hear, that's just the way I am. I can't change. And that's absolutely, absolutely not true. Mm. We can change any belief that is running us. The key is to replace that belief with a new one. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, uh, what is it? What's it called? The vacuum of a uh, space abhors a vacuum. And so um, it will go yeah. back. It will go back to the place if we don't replace it with a new healthy belief or yeah, thought. It's, it's like applying for visas into a country. Don't leave the blank. You right. cannot leave the blank. You, you just can't. You've got to fill it out, even if it's, right. you know, Donald Duck. You exactly. <laughs> you got to do it. It's very yeah. true. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us again, everyone. Shelly is here every first Sunday because we want you to start every month off with a positively yummy, delicious way. How about that? Did there I say you that, go. Was a, that was a big one? Positively yummy, delicious. Yeah, That's there you good. go. See all the, like new, the new adjectives you can add to. Oh, all. OK. Yeah. But before you go, because spring is about to spring. What is your favorite recipe in the book for spring? Oh, my favorite recipe in the book for spring would probably be the um, Mike's Mighty Mediterranean Salad. Ooh, and we've got that on our recipe on our website yeah. too, blendradioandtv.com. But yeah. the book is even better. You go to yeah. shellywesson.com. And I agree yeah. with you. Something nice and light, but also substantial. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't just can't eat lettuce you got to have some proteins you got to have some good you know vitamins in there so go there everyone thank you again and take thank care you. and live a yummy delicious life did i say exactly. it again here's to living a here's to living a yummy delicious life i love it 